What's up, KB? It's fair use reaction. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mass Formation Gnosis Radio. I am your host, the Cosmic Marauder. I got a new setup tonight, so please forgive me if I'm looking weirdly over to this side and try to share some stuff. But um, Bob Saget has just passed. I know a lot of people are really uh, mourning this day. They're probably a little bit upset about it. But as with anything these days with the internet, as soon as somebody dies, that means a whole bunch of skeletons get brought up. It means Twitter is going to go crazy from now on and just lose their mind. And if you have any dirts on you, people are going to go back and they are going to check it out. It's a, There's some crazy stuff involved. It gets pretty dark pretty quick. I'm not even sure if I could say some of the stuff that is going to be occurring on here, but... Bob Saget, at the very least, appears to have been a very complicated man. Um, Drug-addled, probably alcohol-addled. Lots of weird things that he kind of half owns up to through various biographies. And a lot of things that were said about him at the roast of comedy um, on Comedy Central were just so out there. And everybody seemed to be in on the joke, but the people at home watching. And I don't know. I think there's some interesting things to go ahead and talk about here. But go ahead. Look at this Reddit thread. If you think back to the Louis C.K. controversy, um, you know, Me Too was pretty hot back then. That is for sure, right? Let's go ahead and get this up on the screen. But for a while, Bob Saget's Reddit asked me anything just lost its handle back on November 17, 2017. Sexual assault questions dominate amid Louis C.K. scandal. What does this have to do with Bob Saget? Let's go ahead and read this and check it out. we got some more videos as well. Comedian Bob Saget hosted a Reddit AMA on Thursday to promote his new stand-up special, Zero to Sixty. And the questions were very topical, just not in the way he might have thought they would be. The online event, which allowed fans to post questions for the guest host and then have him directly respond, brought out a lot of inquiries about his past acting gigs, including Fuller House, as well as past specials and some about his current one. There were also quite a few that brought up the topic of sexual assault. With this subject matter being at the forefront of people's minds, since the Harvey Weinstein scandal and the many allegations of others in the entertainment industry since, including comedian Louis C.K., it made sense that some people would use this as an opportunity to ask Saget his thoughts. Well, they did, with several asking for his thoughts on some matters and also just asking him questions that they thought were funny, but might not have thought he'd actually answer. However, he did. Some of his responses were meant to be humorous in nature, while others were meant to be more sincere. Here are all of the questions and answers revolving around the topic of sexual misconduct during Saget's Reddit Ask Me Anything. User Orangutan. Considering the odds of you being accused of sexual assault, 
are beyond 100%. Have you decided to preemptively cancel this special from Saget? This special comes from a good place and I've always put my devils out there. I haven't acted them out. I wrote a book, Dirty Daddy, The Chronicles of a Family Man Turned Filthy Comedian. It has chapters like <clears throat> relationships I'd rather not talk about and things I shouldn't have done. Drinking and driving is something no one should do and I'm lucky nothing ever happened where I hurt anyone. 20 years ago, I was not the smartest guy all the time, but I'm very proud of the special and I get your point, which is kind of silly because the special, not to offend, but to entertain. Okay, whatever, weird. <clears throat> User, idle worker. With all the accusations of sexual misconduct charges with comedians, I expected your name to come up, but it hasn't. Why is that? Is that because you're as good a guy as you look? Or is a shallow grave a great way to keep a secret? Because I have legally just changed my name to Connie Silverman. Obvious joke right there. User, my ex guesses my user. I guess the hot topic question to ask a famous and beloved actor comedian is whether we will hear a sex scandal break out about you in the future. Saget, only the person won't get off of me after I tap out. This is kind of irrelevant so far, but let's go ahead and check out this um, New York Post article. Let's see this. 2014, it looks like, from his new memoir. This is where a lot of this stuff first surfaced. Let me see. I'm not sure if this is just a reprint or if they're just... Uh, yeah, they're re... I'm just seeing the date on here today. I got confused in January 10, 2022, but articles from April 13, 2014. Bob Saget, who played Danny Tanner on Full House, has lifted the lid on what really happened behind the scenes of the family-friendly show. In his soon-to-be-released memoir called Dirty Daddy, The Chronicles of a Family Man Turned Filthy Comedian, Saget reveals that he often misbehaved on set with co-stars Dave Coulier and John Stamos. Dave, John, and I would egg each other on, and we were often driven to outbursts of non-family-friendly humor. When this happened, the producers and the parents of the kids would take us up to the conference room for a good talking to. For example, when we would go, to, go over the scripts together in a conference room with the producers and writers, we were supposed to all be taking notes, but I'd be drawing penises on the scripts, showing them to Dave and John like I was in fifth grade. In the book, Saget repeatedly mentions just how close he is with his two male co-stars, and if he isn't fond of some of their habits, such as Collier's willingness to pass gas. We could, we could go without that, Jesus. Saget refers to the Olsa twins as his family in the memoir, and he refuses to say anything bad about them. But he did share a great story about the time he had to change their diapers on set. Are you fucking kidding me? I want you guys to think about this in direct contrast to the video I'm going to show you after this. Cameras are rolling and one of the young ladies had made a poop. So I decided... Oh, sorry, man. Which had to be removed or we would have been holding a child with a smashed poo-filled diaper for a long scene. I didn't want the poo to cause a rash and swell my television child's butt. So I decided to take the time to remove the aforementioned substance from the diaper. So my television baby was poo-free. As well as numerous funny anecdotes, Saget also talks about things he regrets from his time on Full House. Dave, John, and I were waiting backstage, Saget writes. We had been waiting a while. They were still sh busy shooting some scenes of Michelle and her friends. I was getting impatient. I grabbed Dave and John and went into the prop room backstage and locked the door. I swung open the refrigerator and behold, six cans of whipped cream, ready whip. <laughs> Nitrous oxide is dangerous, can cause brain damage. Dave and John followed my lead, and we inhaled a little bit of air still after the cans that were meant for Michelle's birthday cake scene. I guess we got high. Don't think so, though. It was hard to tell because we were in a hurry. A whipped cream started squirting everywhere. What the hell is going on in this set of Full House, people? This is like so fucking middle school weird degenerate shit. 
All right, here's this one time. Here we go. And then there was this time he acted inappropriately on set of the four-foot-tall rubber doll. They gave me a rubber doll to talk to as a stand-in for camera run-throughs to represent the character Michelle, Saget writes. Only adults were there, a lot of crew guys whom I like to make laugh. What could have happened next? Oh, yeah, so I'm throwing it around, pretending to do stuff to it, as one would if there were no child actors within a couple sound stages distance and you were a comedian with no moral compass in front of a crowd of people. What I didn't know was the television monitors were turned on in the schoolroom and all the dressing rooms and certain offices of the studio lot. Like I said, I was an idiot. Hmm. I think you're more than an idiot. Sorry, I had to sneeze there really quick. Check out this compilation clip of the roast of Bob Saget. This is very weird. It's hard to watch. It's unsettling. Let's just go ahead and check this out. Why should we pick Bob Saget who raped and killed a girl in 1990? <laughs> well, first of all, it's not true. It's not true that Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1990. How do you make an ass hurt? The Olsen twins say, well, Bob Saget hands you a chocolate milk that he just made, and you wake up three hours later lying on your stomach. That's so bad. What a tough gig that must have been, huh? His entire job consisted of saying, take a look at this, which is what he used to say to Mary-Kate Olsen in her dressing room. I love him like a perverted uncle who pays for lunch and then follows me into the men's room. Al <laughs> should have been called Blackjack because he hit on the Olsons when they were eight. He didn't stop till they were 21. <laughs> Is it true that he used to give Mary Kate acting lessons? He'd tell her, act like this never happened. <laughs> Bob Saget is a sick bastard. He has two daughters in college and three girlfriends in high school. <laughs> Most common stream of performing in Las Vegas, Nevada. Bob Saget dreams of performing in Hannah, Montana. <laughs> Bob has done a lot for this country. How many Great people have seasons, to call you a pedophile before you're a pedophile? Kept pedophiles off the street. <laughs> In fact, three of them were on the show. I think he might be a pedophile. I'm glad I got out of sitcoms before you killed them. <laughs> you didn't just kill sitcoms. You raped them and left them for dead in a ditch. <laughs> the other day, I, after all these years, I'd never met the Olsen twins. He introduced me to them. I said to him, how do I tell them apart? He says, Ashley swallows. Oh! Oh! It's as if it's about your life. You know? uh, how come none of my friends Maybe they ever all have know a dungeon? Instead, they all just have rape dungeons. They're all so confident they're going <laughs> so to get So it's not a regular dungeon, is what a you're saying. Dungeon. Thanks again. The, the bus, I've oh. never been thrown under an entire trailway's fleet. <laughs> Like Gilbert Godfrey's legit. He's not Stop a wacko. Gossiping and go right to the police with it. <laughs> anyway, hopefully that uh that blew your guys' mind a little bit. Oh, don't worry. We got some darkness about John Stamos too. Everybody's fucking thirst trap 
John Stamos. Fans forget that John Stamos was involved in these controversies. It became more and more difficult for John Stamos to suppress the negative commentary as the media began to blast his behavior to the world. His setup is really dark. He actually has this joke called the dirtiest joke in the world that I cannot show here. It's on YouTube, but I guarantee you they'll strike me for it. It is the most disgusting, vile thing, and he does it all on the fly. Let's go ahead and check out this article. The hit sitcom Full House aired on television from 1987 to 1995 and brought international fame to its shining stars. The show took a comedic approach to the non-conventional lives of its featured characters, Danny Tanner, played by Bob Saget, who played the role of a widowed father of three daughters. Without the help of his brother-in-law and best friend to help him raise his kids and operate the household. Stamos played Jesse Katsopoulos, affectionately known as Uncle Jesse, and quickly became the show's heartthrob. As the show grew in popularity, Stamos began to act strangely, and it became evident that he was struggling with addiction in many forms. It became more and more difficult for him to suppress the negative commentary as the media began to blast his behavior to the world. The show once had a squeaky clean image, but Stamos soon became surrounded by controversy. The Shocking DUI in Touch Weekly reported on perhaps the most dramatic publicized controversy that Stamos faces career, 2015 DUI. Citizens observed Stamos acting erratically while in Beverly Hills and proceeded to contact the police, who was later taken to the hospital to undergo a series of tests. They confirmed he was using a substance called GHB and was charged with driving under the influence of a drug. The Shane star was arrested and sentenced to three years of probation. He was also admitted to rehab for 30 days, describing the experience as, quote, some of the most difficult days of his life. He was 52 years old at the time of his arrest. Seven, inappropriate behavior around minors on set. Given the fact that Full House starred minors and was marketed as a family sitcom, fans expected the staff and the team working behind the scenes to act appropriately. The set always had children present. That didn't seem to stop John Stamos from exhibiting some questionable and highly inappropriate behavior for the child stars. Radar Online reports that in 1992 it was revealed that Stamos, Bob Saget, and Dave Coulier were under fire for using vulgar language and talking about sex in front of the young stars of the show. They were rumored to also have a stash of Playboy magazines on the set. Six, he dumped Paula Abdul mid-wedding talks. We'll just go ahead and get through this because, you know, do you really want love to last forever? No, no, no. Number five, Jody Sweeten woke up in his bed, one of the stars of the show. As far as controversies go, having one of your young colleagues wake up in your bed is a big one. John Stamos put a check mark in that box. The shocking memoir released by Jody Sweeten, she made some heavy allegations against Stamos that left fans completely stunned and utterly disappointed. She claims that she was partying hard at Stamos Los Angeles residence in 2004, and that she eventually woke up to find herself in bed with John and Ashley Olsen. Given the stark age difference and the questionable circumstances of this occurrence, fans once again question Stamos on his inappropriate behavior. Number four, underage girls and extortion. John Stamos alleges that Hollywood party girl Alison Koss was trying to extort him for $680,000 by saying she had photos of him, the hard drugs, and engaging with strippers. Stamos claims she threatened to release that sensitive information to the press if he didn't pay up. She also claimed to have been intimately involved with Stamos, despite the fact that she was only 17 years old at the time. It was obviously underage. Number three, we're going to watch this shortly. Drunk on a talk show. In 2007, John Stamos was set to appear on Australia talk show called Mornings with Carrie Ann. While he thankfully did manage to make his way to the show, the time spent on their stage was utterly embarrassing. It was a display of his obvious intoxication. 
and unfolded to be one of the most awkward and humiliating appearances of his career. And he later admitted to being jet lagged on sleep pills and plaster. Number two, addiction to sleeping meds. Offset and away from the cameras, John Stamos was in a deep struggle for sobriety and admits that most of the time he was losing the fight. He was drinking excessively and frequently and then started getting caught up in an addiction to a sleep-enhancing drug called Ambien. ABC7 reported on the moment that Stamos talked candidly about how difficult it was to shake this habit, telling how stern that all the challenges he had faced, Ambien was the hardest thing to kick. Then number one, the Full House reboot and the Olsen Twins drama. The latest controversy that has swirled around John Stamos was surrounding the Full House reboot, Fuller House, and the involvement of the Olsen Twins. He aggressively trolled the twins online when they claimed they had no idea the reboot was happening, that their presence would have been welcome in the launch of the new series. In the now-removed tweet, Stamos came after the Olsen twins, stating, I call bullshit, and continued to break the twins, insisting they were fully aware of the details and opted not to engage with the other cast members. All right, let's go ahead and um, get to my next video here. This is only going to be like maybe like a 30 to 45-minute episode tonight. Keep it nice and short. Maybe more like 45 minutes, but check out this video of him being drunk in that Australian talk show. In terms of their business... Act- vodka! Yeah, just... yeah. You didn't... No wawa or ice with that or anything? I forgot, you Australians. I'm just getting over jet lag, you know, mm-hmm. and yesterday I did a bunch of interviews, and uh, I was like kind of half asleep, half awake, and you, we fly here, you know, for free to, to, to promote the shows, you mm. know, and this, this genius uh, 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 Downey something Jeffrey Downey uh, took a shot at me at the papers today at, at being tired, you know. And you know why the, You know why he did that? Why? Because he has a small penis. He's so oh. fucking drunk. Well, now you know. Now you know. His that, eyes are that, cashed. That's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hattie, you obviously don't take criticism well. <laughs> I do. I, I, mean, I make fun of myself more than anything, but when you fly 15 hours. These people are free, a mess, man. You know, and you Where get it made a difference or paid? Would it have made a difference if you'd been No, paid? you get tired. <laughs> I woke up this morning at at two thirty and have not slept since. No, I, I and I'm still funnier than hell. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, we get that. Well, yeah. we're we're glad. So, if there's anything else you'd like to say to to our no, perhaps best you not say anything more to the journal. But I mean, I you, love Australia. You've by been the way, in the it's my favorite country. Jono, you have been in the business. Can I say? Since can I say that I love no, no, here? No, I want to ask you. You've I've been, been here, in the business for 19, for, since you were 19. Why would you, you let, let somebody talk? <laughs> why would you let I'm somebody get under your skin like somebody puts oh, a mean thing oh, in the paper? Aren't about. I the guest? Yeah, but why would you let somebody I get under your skin? I love Australia. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. I've been here. This is my fourth time. I was here three times with the Beach Boys. Mm. We had Kokomo, which was a big hit down Fabulous. here. I want and, to talk uh, about that in a sec. That was yeah. just spectacular. Um, I don't, you know, only because he 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 was uh, he hit below the belt. Mm. And uh, you know, if you say I'm tired or whatever, that's fine. But when you you know say that I'm not wearing socks and you like he he was really quite rude. I I, I don't know the paper was what was the name of the paper. I think it was confidential in the Daily Telegraph this morning. I, I did. Yeah, whatever, that. whatever it was. But, but you, uh, you know, there's a lot of Greeks here in in, in uh, uh, Australia. Yeah, Greeks. I'm asking you, don't buy this paper. <laughs> Thank you.
To the millions of people who watched Full House, the Tanners were about as close to the perfect American family as you could find, even with its trio of father figures and the absence of a mother for the girls. Off-screen, however, the actors who played those picture-perfect characters were far from the sunny personalities they portrayed on TV. Here are some of the strangest stories surrounding the Full House cast over the years. Talk to me. In his 2014 memoir, Dirty Daddy, Bob Saget admitted he was the polar opposite of his perfectly clean character, Danny Tanner, when cameras were rolling on the set of this. Full House. As anyone who's heard a snippet of his stand-up routines would know, he can actually be quite crude. This is true. I know I thought I f***ed up on television before. This is worse. <laughs> His vulgar antics made way onto the supposedly family-friendly set, too, when he thought only adult crew members were in the room and made obscene gestures at a four-foot-tall rubber doll used as a stand-in for his TV what do they do to The, the doll? joke got a load of laughs until Saget realized that the I'm monitors were playing the action everywhere and anyone could see what he was doing. Okay, maybe I do just a little bit, but that's because when I was five, I didn't really have What's any the model? Now that's a mess not even Danny Tanner would what want color to clean was up. The doll? Cut it out. For decades, many believed that Alanis Morissette's hit song, You Oughta Know, was actually about her ex-boyfriend, Dave Poulier, who played Joey Gladstone on Full House. The rumors were a real surprise, considering the lyrics in the song contrasted significantly from Coulier's on-air persona. Years later, though, Coulier denied the rumors now? to BuzzFeed, saying, quote, the guy in that song is a real a-hole, so I don't want to be that guy, end quote. But don't go believing Uncle Joey is completely innocent of some of the song's crimes just yet. In a Reddit AMA, Coulier also revealed that when he first heard the song on the radio, some of the lyrics sounded a little too familiar, although he was quick to clarify that the dirty movie theater thing never happened. With him, at least. Can you guys hear me? How rude. Jodie Sweeten, who played the sassy middle Tanner sister Stephanie, admitted in 2006 that she was once addicted to methamphetamine. Okay, cool. She explained that her drug problem stemmed from the show coming to an end, kind of telling far away Good Morning from America, quote, There is a certain sense of loss when a series ends. It is kind of hard to figure out who you are when you've lost your job at age 13, when that was basically how you identified yourself, end quote. She went on to reveal more of the gory details of her struggles with addiction in the tell-all on Sweetened, admitting she I even really started meth at the premiere of the Olsen Twins movie New York Minute in 2004. She wrote, I was pulling off the deceit. It was hard for people to believe I was doing that much drugs. I look at photos from that event and I didn't even look strung out. Other drugs Sweetened dabbled in at the time included ecstasy and cocaine. In addition to her substance abuse issues, like Sweetened's personal drugs. life was plagued by a number of failed relationships, too. So far, she has been married and divorced three times, and her most recent divorce came in 2015 when she filed for legal separation from her husband of one year, Morty Coyle, with whom she has a daughter, Beatrix. Sweetened also has another daughter, Zoe, from her second marriage. Apparently, the fourth time wasn't going to be the charm either. After a blowout fight with her oh, then-fiancé no. Justin Hodak, Sweeten was granted a restraining order against would-be husband number four when he was arrested. According to TMZ, Hodak threatened to kill himself with a 9mm pistol if she made him leave. Hodak was already a convicted felon, which means the guns were in his possession illegally. He violated the restraining order just days later by driving past Sweeten's house and was arrested again. Soon after word spread of her personal woes, Sweeten posted a pic of herself with her two daughters to Instagram to let everyone know this was all under control. But the drama was far from done. According to TMZ, police they are were deleting again some stuff off house of when Hodak showed up once more but got scared Saganate, off by security guards. Hodak denied being there, but it's clear 
beer sweetens taste in men needs to be reevaluated. Oh My Lanta. Candace Cameron Bure's openly conservative viewpoints helped establish a new career line for her on The View. I always thought she was However, the hottest. some of her tenets have been seen as more controversial than others. In 2014, Bure came under fire for describing her role in her marriage to hockey player Valerie Bure as submissive. She'd written in her memoir, too. Balancing It All, I am not a passive person, but I chose to fall into a more submissive role in our relationship because I wanted to do everything in my power to make my marriage and family work. Amid the criticism, Bjor was forced to go on the defensive by arguing she was using the Bible's definition of submissive, explaining, quote, It is meekness. It is not weakness. It is strength under control. It is bridled strength. And that's what I choose to have in my marriage, end quote. On the bright side, she's still seen as the more mainstream of the Cameron siblings, considering her brother Kurt Cameron has emerged as a full-on religious oh, zealot who runs his own ministry and preaches about female subservience. That guy's one of the oddest question marks that resulted from the death of Heath Ledger, who overdosed on a number of prescription pills, was why his masseuse this. called Mary-Kate Olsen's cell phone instead of the police. She called not once, not twice, but three times his very good friend, another celebrity, Mary-Kate Olsen. The feds tried for months to get her to speak voluntarily or else risk being subpoenaed. Nevertheless, Olsen refused to talk to the law without immunity. Ultimately, the case was closed and Olsen's knowledge of Ledger's prescription drug use was never questioned further in an official capacity. But the stain of that secrecy has certainly stuck to her reputation ever since. You got it, dude. Netflix's sequel, Fuller House, might be, well, full, but one crucial member of the Tanner family has been noticeably missing, the youngest daughter, Michelle, played by Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Well, Michelle sends her love, but she's busy in New York running her fashion empire. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Cringe. When news broke that they wouldn't be joining the show, many wondered why they would pass on the yeah, opportunity. Pressed at one point Super for an answer, Mary-Kate claimed the twins had just found out about the project and were surprised nobody spoke to them about it before, including co-star John Stamos. Stamos quickly fired back on Twitter saying, I call bullshit. The surprisingly blunt tweet led some to wonder whether there was a feud brewing between the Olsen twins and the rest of the that cast, he been which too. might explain why Stamos was so quick to cover his tracks. The next day, he tweeted, Had a sweet talk with MK today. There are way more important things going on in the world today. Still mad at me. Don't worry about it, Shorty. Your Uncle Jesse has it all taken care of. For what it's worth, the Olsons ultimately admitted they like, didn't oh, want to so do the show like, because yeah. they haven't acted in oh, years. Anyone who has so watched their most recent straight-to-DVD films will certainly understand. Thanks. That's not a racial joke. He just looks greasy. Let me see. We're kind of rounding up the end here. I want to get... To this article, though, because this was pretty much in-depth about uh, Heath Ledger. So we're going to go ahead and read this. This was a fascinating read. I want to see when it was from. Updated on May 14, 2020. Why was Mary-Kate Olsen blamed for Heath Ledger's death? Truth about calls his masseuse made after finding him. Mary-Kate Olsen is making headlines for her emergency divorce plea from her husband, Olivier Sarkozy. Is that Nicolas Sarkozy's son or something? The French president, the former French president? I gotta look into that. That's interesting. The couple, who have a 17-year age gap, is going through personal turmoil, and if rumors are to be believed, there could be a third person involved. According to E! News, Mary-Kate has left the couple's big Apple home to be with Ashley and a group of friends outside the city. 
An insider told the publication, it's gotten very ugly between them. She's done with constant drama. Olsen has had quite a colorful past, from Henry Winkler's son, Max Winkler, to David Katzenberg, the son of DreamWorks co-founder, Jeffrey Katzenberg. She dated a string of men when she just entered the industry. She also had a brief romantic affairs with photographer Maxwell Snow and artist Nate Lohman in her early years, but those relationships aren't the biggest controversy in her life. In 2008, there was much hearsay that Mary-Kate was somehow connected to the death of the Dark Knight star Heath Ledger. A close friend of the actor, she got a call from his, masseuse, from his massage therapist when he, when he was found unconscious on January 22, 2008. Not once, but her phone rung twice. According to a report in the New York Times, Dana Wallison, the masseuse who found Ledger's body naked with his face down in his Manhattan apartment, called Mary-Kate, who's on Ledger's speed dial, before calling 911. The biggest question ever since remains, why did the masseuse call Mary-Kate for help in that crucial moment? Why was her number a Ledger's speed dial? While the couple never confirmed that the two were allegedly dating, a report in People said Mary-Kate and Heath were casually dating for three months before Heath's death. They were hooking up, but neither was particularly interested in making it exclusive. According to police reports, when Wallison told Olsen that Ledger was unconscious, Olsen said she'd call some private security people she knew in New York and hung up. After shaking Ledger, she called Olsen again to inform her she was calling 911, and in another report it was mentioned that she spent nine minutes making three calls to Olsen, with the fourth call being made after the paramedics arrived. That proves she has a deeper connection to his death. One fan wondered, regardless of Mary-Kate, why would the masseuse call her or any other person other than a 911 operator? Another Reddit fan said, so she knows how or she helped him get his pills. The fact that they resulted in his death is a different matter. The title makes it sound like she was complicit in his suicide, kind of sensationalist. And one posted, that chick looks like a mysterious little troll. Man, I love Reddit. Another Reddit thread talks about a bag of prescription pills worth $55,000 in her name. Mary-Kate Olsen, who's dating Heath Ledger when he overdosed prescription pills, is selling a bag that costs more than a car that was covered in, you guessed it, prescription pills. Fuck those disgusting, worthless goals called Olsen twins. One fan spewed hatred on her. Another said, kind of gives new meaning to the term designer drugs, doesn't it? What's more, she did not speak to authorities about the death. At that time, her lawyer, Michael C. Miller, said she had nothing to do with the drugs. We have provided the government with relevant information, including facts of the chronology of events surrounding Mr. Ledger's death, Miller said in a statement, adding, the fact that Miss Olsa does not know the source of the drugs Mr. Ledger consumed. After Ledger's death, Olson issued a statement that read, Heath was a friend. His death is a tragic loss. We got Jordan chiming in. Let's see what Jordan says. Uncle Jesse was obsessed with Elvis. Jesse was Elvis's twin who may or may not have died at birth. Oh, Jordan coming in with the deep dives. Bob Saget hosted America's Funniest Videos, died at Ritz Carlton. Carlton Banks, Kurt host. Oh, some little uh, spells there, some little witchery going on. I bet you Mars Bars likes it. Let's go ahead and get into. This video here from the Young Turks a long ass time ago. 2008, I think they're discussing Mary Kate Olsen asking for immunity in this case. Mary Kate Olsen, uh, there, she's rumored to have something to do with Heath Ledger's death. There are rumors going around that she possibly gave him the drugs that led to his death. 
So she says that she's not willing to testify in the case unless she's given immunity. By the way, that's the source audio. That is not me. That's just the file is so old and it's on their channel still. And yeah. All right. This is interesting on 18 different counts. Uh, one, uh, Heath Ledger says that, uh, or I should say the authorities say that Heath Ledger had some Jake of the drugs that he took legally. He'd like gotten prescriptions from shit. them and he had them. But a couple he didn't have prescriptions for. Oxycontin, which is the drug that Rush Limbaugh talk, uh, took, and another one that he didn't have a prescription for. And the authorities are wondering, where did these come from? And it was a combination of the drugs that wound up killing him accidentally. And uh, here's one thing that is really, really troubling. Uh, when the masseuse came in, she called Mary-Kate Olsen three or four times before mm -hmm. she called 911. And that was a span of nine minutes. Now, as I'm reading that story, I'm like, no, call 911. Call them right away. And, but the fact that she called her celebrity boss before she got in, uh, in contact with 911, one, that's terrible. And you know what? There should be some sort of punishment for that, seriously. And then second of all, why? Was she trying to protect her boss? Right. You know, right. Yeah, exactly. And and what is there to be protected from? And then on top of that, she comes out and says, Mary-Kate does, mm -hmm. that she wants immunity. And that's one of those things that make you go, hmm. You know, I, I that's really troubling. That's fascinating. You didn't do anything wrong. You certainly don't need immunity for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've and never it, seen Of course, that leads movie. to the question of whether that she's the one made. that got him the legal prescription for those. So we got to think about it. It's but that nine minutes, man, God, if I was Heath Ledger's family, that would drive me crazy. And she had Mary Kay also sent her security guards in before the emergency paramedics even in came Mexico. in. And look, this isn't about you, man. Somebody's life is on the line there, and every second counts. And I, they just look. I, I, it was, I don't know if it was an honest mistake or a dishonest mistake, but I'll tell you what that that was just that was the wrong way to go. Not calling nine one one right away. And then the second part of it, you see, if you get the illegal drugs, ha ha he he, everybody's fun, having fun until somebody dies, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a warning to you, Rush. Don't mix the drugs. Okay, we're looking out for you. Uh, you'll just because you think Rush Limbaugh's off the drugs. He's always yeah, taking he shots at Rush Limbaugh, days. so you gotta like, man, that was a long time ago when that dude was still alive. Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. Um, we got one more video to end the podcast tonight. It's a short one, you know, and then I'll get to my conclusions. What I think we should draw from all this. It's a little bit random and a little bit out there, but I got my final thoughts coming up shortly. This video is called Remember Sketchy the Olsen Twins, the cute pair of pint-sized stars who played Michelle Tanner on Full House? Well, these days, the twins are all grown up, and they're pretty weird. Bad movie bank. The twins earn the bulk of their fortune making about two dozen horrendous movies, like It Takes Two and How the West Was Fun. Their most famous, 2004's <laughs> New York Minute, earns an 11% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good. Unsurprisingly, the Olsen's film production company shut down moments later, but that didn't stop the movie from earning over $21 million worldwide, even though it was the cinematic equivalent of a dumpster full of garbage. I think that's harsh. Mary-Kate's Heath Ledger OD connection. When actor Heath Ledger died in 2008, he'd reportedly been dating Mary-Kate Olsen at the time. When Ledger's masseuse found him unconscious in his Manhattan home, the first person she called was Olsen, twice. 
According to the Daily Mail, when the masseuse finally reached out to the authorities, Olsen sent over her security team who arrived at Ledger's flat at the same time as the ambulance. Multiple news sources reported that Olsen refused to talk to federal investigators about Ledger's death unless she was granted immunity. Why was she so concerned about being implicated for something? Did it have anything to do with Ledger's accidental overdose on prescription pills? Meanwhile, Olsen's attorney denied she had anything to hide. Drug Addiction Attitudes The Olsons consider themselves fashion designers. They kicked off their careers with a clothing line sold exclusively at Walmart. But they really shot to the top of the catwalk when they unleashed a $55,000 pill-covered backpack associated with their label The Row in 2012. Oh, yep, that's a horrible taste. The twins helped create a black crocodile leather backpack with colorful prescription pills. That's some Illuminati shit. high fashion. And if that's a little too gaudy, don't worry. They released one featuring gray pills. This ghastly accessory celebrating drug culture seems even more out of tune considering the twins' rumored connection to the celebrity drug scene and Ledger's overdose on prescription drugs. Mary-Kate's alleged plastic surgery. For most of their adult lives, the Olsen twins looked like younger, pint-sized versions of Cameron Diaz. But as of 2014, Mary-Kate looks kind of different than her former self or her twin sister. Some gossip sites claim Ashley has altered her appearance, too. The ladies rarely talk about their personal lives and they have certainly so not fucking questions weird. about cosmetic surgery. But followers are asking why the sisters best known for looking alike would alter their image in their 20s. Skipping Fuller House Portraying Full House's Michelle Tanner is the one thing justifying the Olsen twins' fame. But when the cast signed on for the sequel series, Fuller House, the Olsons were the only ones who declined. It's understandable why they may not want to live in the past, but is it too much to ask them to at least make a cameo, a nod to the fans and co-stars who cemented their lives of leisure and luxury? So why'd they pass? According to producer Bob Boyett, Ashley said, I have not been in front of a camera since I was 17, and I don't feel comfortable acting. Mary-Kate said, it would have to be me because Ash doesn't want to do it, but the timing is so bad for us. Bad timing, huh? A little too busy these days? Well, Michelle sends her love, but she's busy in New York running her fashion empire. Oh, this stupid joke again. All right, we're going to go ahead and start to wrap it up. Final thoughts. Um, As we've seen, everybody is a fucking mess from this show. Like, maybe like like 30 years later. Yeah, no, we're not even 30 years after. 20 years later, none of these people have it together. Bob Saget died. Some think he died because of a mysterious uh, J-A-B that he just got um john stamos is a fucking shit show everybody showed up to this full house reunion except for the olsa twins and my conclusion is based on the jokes we've seen based on all the articles the weird shadiness i think these people whether innocent or guilty witnessed some shit on set like even if you're just like jody sweeten or something else who said that she slept with him while being maybe underage, maybe not being underage, and had Ashley also there also one night after a party. I think all these people saw some shit on set, whether it's just degenerate behavior, whether it's actual abuse. I think there's some shit there that definitely borders on it. And um, those are my thoughts on it. Go ahead and drop yours down in the comments below. Give me some feedback and uh, go ahead and have a good night. Talk to you guys later and have a good evening.